Are you fearful for the future of our nation? Everywhere I go as I'm going around talking to people, everyone's like, Chris, I am so afraid of what this future holds for my son, my daughter, my grandkids, because when you look at the spending that's going on, I mean, 28 plus trillion dollars in debt, all you have to do is look at the news about what's going on in our education system. Many people call it an indoctrination system. Whatever you want to call it, many people are saying, hey, I just want to get back to where we can have a wholesome education, one that actually celebrates America rather than denigrates America. You can see what's happening culturally. If you saw the shoes last week from Lil Nas, that sums it up. And if you haven't, I'm not going to get into it here. And so I thought after Easter weekend, when you think about the resurrection, and we've talked about it here on our show many times before, but right now, what I'm hearing from many of you is we need a resurrection for our nation. We need to get back to the principles that we stand for, for liberty and truth and justice for everybody, right? And right now, you could just look at simply what's happened at the southern border. And some prime example, in San Diego, there was a story where if you're a San Diego American resident, you can't have in-person learning. But if you're an illegal immigrant, then the teachers could go back to the classrooms and actually teach the illegal immigrants in the classroom. And I know many of us, are, our brains just scramble when we hear that kind of stuff. And so I thought to myself, I know many of you are saying, so what, what can I do? What can I do to make a difference? Because you and I both know many of these problems, they just seem so daunting. So I want to share with you a couple of things tonight, maybe to just spark some ideas about, hey, all we need is just one little step. Maybe it's some prayers, whatever it might be. But I think there's a great way to form this conversation in our own minds. If you just go back to even what JFK said a while back, here's what he had to say. My fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Imagine if we had people in D.C. that were true servant leaders. So many of us now are just gimme, 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 gimme in this nation. But if we actually had people that showed up in Washington, D.C. or Bismarck or St. Paul or wherever and were true public servants, true servant leaders that really wanted to serve the greater good of Americans, what a novel idea. And so it's going to take you and I to be committed to the principles of this great nation. And to give you an idea of what I mean by that kind of commitment, and this isn't for everybody what I'm going to share with you, but I just want to give you an idea when you think about this experiment that we call the United States of America, the birth of a nation, it's not an easy process. We are always just one generation away, as Ronald Reagan said, from losing our liberties. So I want to remind you the way that our founders summed up the Declaration of Independence. Here's what they had to say at the very end. This is the last statement. They say, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred, sacred honor. How many politicians do you know today that have sacred honor and are willing to commit that to each other? We need to restore that. We need to resurrect sacred honor. Think about our founders and how much they lost as far as maybe for fortune, their lives, whatever. And so one last thing I want to share with you is we talk about giving ourselves some hope. This is an incredible story from President Ronald Reagan in, in, in his initial inauguration back in 1981. He's talking about a gentleman that was fighting a war. So listen to how he shares what this person had in like a diary type thing. And then, of course, how President Reagan sums it up. Under one such marker lies a young man Martin Treptow, 
who left his job in a small-town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. The crisis we're facing today does not require of us the kind of sacrifice that Martin Treptow and so many thousands of others were called upon to make. It does require, however, our best effort and our willingness to believe in ourselves and to believe in our capacity to perform great deeds, to believe that together, with God's help, we can and will resolve the problems which now confront us. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. God bless you and thank you. Amer I can. I know the problems seem daunting, but as they said there, look at the my pledge is that the struggle is all up to you. So pray about what you feel like you can do and then just take that step. Go out and be a happy warrior to preserve this great experiment called the United States of America. All right, let me know your point of view on that and please stay with us. We're going to be wrapping things up here in just a moment. Got an incredible show in store for you tomorrow night. As always, you can share your point of view with us, email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.